Welcome to Diving Into Writing with me, Lucinda Pebre and Marielle Smith. Join us as we dive beyond the surface of our writing practice. Hi, Marielle. Good morning. I hope you don't hear my background noise, which is two young cats chasing each other, fight playing. I heard cats then. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's my mornings and my evenings these days. When I wake up, they're like this. And when I go to bed, they're like this. They sleep throughout the rest of the day. It's amazing what you can get used to. Who says I'm used to it? <laughs> well, they're still there. Well, what am I going to do? But they're not. It's not annoying. It's just because I can usually ignore them. Or them doing it while I'm in bed, and they use the curtains to hide from each other. I'm not too happy about that. But generally, they don't bother me. It's just that now I'm very conscious that the microphone is going to pick up on their (laughs) screaming. Shouting at each other. (laughs) And one of them, my foster cat, he's very loud. Like he's very easily, he's very vocal when he doesn't like something generally. So when my other one's chasing him, he'll be the first one to bitch about it. So he's he's the one you I keep hearing. My my own my own new cat doesn't make that much noise. <laughs> so they sound like they're killing each other, but it's just I mean they're brothers. So they're just playing, but it's a bit rough. Well, the dogs should be quiet because this is snoozy time. Well, it's snoozy time for the rest of my household. Just not for the two little boys. So much energy. A little bit later and you'll hear Luca barking, but not now. Yes. I'm glad that Luca also makes his voice known on the podcast. We should not put Luca in the corner. No. The window. So, how are you doing? Uh, good, generally. Yeah. Yes, pretty good. Good. What about you? What about me? Yeah, what about you? I'm really tired. I've been sleeping really badly, which I'm thinking has to do with the cats. Um, yeah, but generally, I mean... To be honest, I'm sitting in my office, the sky is blue, the sun is streaming down on me, and that makes it always really difficult for me to feel crappy about anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally I'm like, um good th- it's been a bit, it's a bit, it's been hectic, but good things are happening. Like I told you, I told you last week that I got an impromptu invite on a major podcast to talk about my work, which was 
I, I've been making a list of podcasts I would like to be on to to promote my work. And this one hadn't made the cut because I'm like, I'm not there yet. Right? I'm not quote unquote famous enough for this particular podcast yet. And then I got an invite from the podcast host themselves. And that just sort of blew my mind a little bit. But in a, um, we often think we know where we are in the journey. But in reality, we might actually be further ahead or be making more waves than we think we are. Yeah. So it was a good moment for me to reflect on that for myself. Like, okay, so me not even putting that podcast on the list simply means that I think I'm smaller but potentially than I actually am. Uh, well, so that was that was interesting. First of all, congratulations. Thank Secondly, you. you've not mentioned the podcast. No, no, and I won't until it's actually been recorded. Okay. I'm smart like that. Yeah, no, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll um, once it's recorded, if all goes to plan, it's going to be recorded in the next three and a half weeks. And then it, the episode will come out like a, a month, a bit longer than a month later. But once it's recorded, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll share. Yeah, okay. I'm keeping it close uh, to my chest for now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, it was good. It was for me, it was a, a very good because it really reminds me of the Seven of Pentacles cards in the tarot. For those who are familiar with tarot, this is in one of the decks I have, um, the Lightseer's tarot deck. You see soil. There's a guy and he's looking at this really tiny tree. And then you see the soil, half the card is like below the surface. So you see the soil and you see all the pentacles and all the roots growing in the earth. So the seven of pentagrams is very much just because you're not reaping the fruits yet doesn't mean that not a lot is happening underneath the surface. Yeah. Like you've planted your seed and more is happening than you can see. Yeah. Right. So it really reminded me of that, that I have this wish. I put this wish into the universe that, okay, I, um, I want to do podcasts again. It's been a while. Uh, I didn't really do any during the pandemic since the pandemic when I kind of shut down and like a lot of other people did as well. So I was like, okay, it's, it's time to go back out there. And then just getting that invitation was just, Oh, wait, maybe that's my seven of pentagrams or pentacles uh, moment thinking much more is happening underneath the surface. People, this was, um, they actually emailed me saying that multiple of their patrons had mentioned me as someone that should be on their show. So that is for me. So you don't know that people are talking about your work, right? You don't, you just don't know. So it was really, it was that moment that having the faith that you just keep doing what you're doing, just trust that you planted the seed and that eventually you'll realize, oh, wait, I'm already reaping the fruits 
but you're just not there yet. Like it's not that obvious yet. So that was really, it was a good reflective moment for me. Um, I think there's something about consistently putting the work in as well. You know, when you're consistently putting the work in, you might not see the results immediately, but they do come eventually. Absolutely. And that is my whole mindset. Um, I think a lot of us go, and this is actually, I once had a business coach um, who was really adamant about the difference between like the fast success and the slow burn. Mm. And that is just, that has really shaped how I think about my career, about the books I put out. It is about consistently putting stuff out and not expecting everything, a little thing you do to just be instantaneously success because that's not how it happens often. It's, what, you, what I see around me is that people suddenly realize, oh, wait, I am successful. But that just happens, you know, because they have done this and they have done this and all these things together, they accumulate. And then suddenly you realize, oh, wait, I can call this successful. Like I make enough money, so I, I don't worry about money. I have readership. People even be about my work. So depending on your on your definition of success, of course. And yeah, so I, I, that's really something that I've always been very adamant about that. It's about consistently putting things in mm. and then seeing, um, maybe not even looking at where it's going. Just, you know, once you have this feeling, I need to do this thing, just trust that eventually it'll get you where you want to be. Um, yeah. So I, that was kind of an affirm, affirmation for me that I'm, I'm on the right path and that I'm doing things the way I should be doing them. Yeah, it was nice. Amidst all the chaos of my life, that was a really that was a really good moment. Yeah. Well, don't forget to mention the podcast. No, once I've once I've actually recorded it, uh, I'll tell everyone what it is and when it comes out. Yeah. No, I meant our podcast on their podcast. Oh, no, that's in my bio. That's oh. in the bio. Lou, that's in the bio, of course. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice to find a bit more. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we have been, at, we, we have both of us have been in this place where we're, we were both sort of happy when, like, when the months that we didn't have as much listeners, yeah. because it made us feel safe. And I kind, I'm definitely there, and I feel that you're there as well. That we're both like, it would actually be nice to have a growing audience. Yes, I'm. A, I'm a little bit nervous about the work that that you know to actually grow the podcast and make something out of it I'm a bit nervous about taking something else on and I think that's exactly the reason why we haven't been doing that mm. because we both do so much already so it's it this it kind of still feels to me like this is a private therapy hour yeah. um but this is the thing is that I do get people I do have random people telling me 
how much they appreciate listening to the podcast. And I'm always sort of shook at that they actually listen because I'm like, what? <laughs> like, where did you, um, like, when did you start listening to that? Like, I didn't know, right? And it's it's good because I, I want to forget because I don't really want to sit here thinking, oh, this friend of mine is going to hear this and this client of mine is going to hear this. I don't want to really be thinking about that. Um, but yeah, I have reached the phase where I'm like, it would actually be nice that, because we do put in the effort. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe that's just another intention I'm throwing out there to the universe. Like, would be nice. I think generally I would love to be a bit more visible this year, like to to grow. Yeah, um, and it's funny because my my background of my 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 uh, lap, lap, my laptop, the screensaver background, not the screensaver, the the the, the wallpaper on the desktop, is one of my um, is one of my artworks for um, the one the, something I made for the Kickstarter campaign for 52 weeks of writing. And it said, like, how is the world going to suppose? I can't actually minimize a screen because we're recording. So that annoys me now. I can't actually read it out. Where is it? Yes, I know I can't. I, can't, I know I can't minimize you. Let me read it out if I can find it. Oh, yeah. If you're not going to speak up, how is the world supposed to know you exist? Mm. And I was just looking at it this morning and I was like oh that's such a bitch slap sometimes but yeah it's true mm. yeah so that's what I am yeah so generally I think I mean my life's a bit chaotic right now and lots of big decisions are going to be made in the foreseeable future uh, but I'm feeling good about life and my career and my writing and my everything at the moment which is a nice change let's keep that momentum yes please now yeah, but i do think as uh, last year this time i was on my way to depression so that yeah, like if you it's interesting to see the difference in over a year yeah that's that's my point it's like um, so I'm not taking for granted how I feel right now uh, because I know how I felt last year uh, and the steps I had to take to be where I am right now and the work I had to do to be where I am right now. So I'm very grateful that I did that for myself. But yeah, it's interesting to see that I'm now sitting in the sun just enjoying this morning and talking to you and that last year everything was such a struggle yeah. Reflections on life. That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> no. What are we here to talk about? We are here to talk about how to show up for your creative self. Yes. What does that mean? <sighs> well, I think everybody has a different idea around that. For me, it means honoring that creative impulse and prioritizing it, making space in your life, creating boundaries around it so you can actually pursue it. And for me also, it means a very consistent practice. Um, but that's, of course, if, if you are a non-consistent 
creator, which happens. There's people who have this sort of moment of inspiration and they run with it and then it's quiet for a while and then something else hits them and then they run with it. And I think we're all, we all have different personalities, so that's fine. But for me, it means a consistent practice because if I don't, if I'm not consistent in my practice, it's going to be ignored and deprioritized. Is there something about putting the inspiration in as well? How do you mean? So so when we decided on the title for this podcast, I was thinking that it was also about exposing yourself to art, I suppose, whether that be music or film or books, in order to get um, the inspiration for creativity. I didn't even think of that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, because there's to create an output, you need to have put something in. Yeah, I don't, I've done very well at that recently. Inputting instead of outputting. Yeah, well, both. I'm not very good at inputting or outputting. Okay, well, tell me, what do you mean by that? So I don't think I don't think I have been showing up for my creative self. It's a confession. I think it's been on the back burner. My creative self has been um, sat upon <laughs> for a little while. Like was it percolating? Was it was it ignored? Ignored, yeah. Just okay. other things have taken over, and it hasn't been a priority for me. I haven't had the boundaries that you were talking about. No, because other things in your life took precedence. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And I think that's been the case for well, probably since. We got Luca. Because <laughs> as you know, getting dogs are the the chaos that stops me <laughs> from showing up for my creative self. Yeah, and it's not like you pick out if you hear any noise, speaking of boundaries, I have a litter box in my office because I have a foster cat. So he's taking his time just Throwing, throwing it around. Yes, it's lovely. Yeah, because I think it would be completely different if you had a penchant towards very, very easygoing, non-problematic dogs. <laughs> yeah, if I just got a puppy. Well, no, because a puppy is also difficult. They are, actually, they are. Or at least time-consuming. Yeah. Yeah. So just, like... Of all the dogs that you can get, you always have the ones that need more. That's true. Which is, I mean, that is nothing to be ashamed of, right? That you show up for animals like that. Um, but as a as an animal crazy person, I know how much they can take off your time and cause yeah. a lot of added stress. Yeah. And then it comes, it, it can get really hard 
because you need a certain brain space to create as well. Yeah. Okay, so if you've not been having if, if you've not been showing up for your creative self, how has it is it is it changing lately? Is this is this a continuous yeah. thing or do you feel like there's been a something's been shifting? Yes. I think that the circumstances are improving. The environment is becoming more conducive to me showing up for my creative self. But I'm out, being out of the habit of it as well and the discipline of it, um, that's also taking a little bit of time to, to come together. And you were quite right when I set as my goal to do an hour a day's writing you were quite right to say mm, what about 15 minutes because that's so much more achievable than an hour yeah so have you been doing that though yes but not every day okay how many days out of the week um three i'd say Okay, well, that you know what for me, I'm very. That is absolutely better than not having written at all. True, That's that true. is that is definitely my mindset. I sometimes wish I could apply the same mindset to myself, which is much harder. Um, but yeah, that is because the thing is, if you ha if you had said an hour, you might have done nothing. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And and do you stick to the 15 minutes? That, do you go over once you're in it? Um, I've so far stuck to the 15 minutes. Okay. Because I think for me, that would be the ideal, right? That you're in it. Like this morning, I had no time to write extra because we are recording. And wow. I knew I had to feed the youngest cats and give them their medication. And I had to go out because uh, I ran out of water. So I had to go out uh, with the car and get water, right? Yeah. But then suddenly I was way over my hour because I just got sucked into a scene. I'm, I'm in the editing phase. So I'm like, even when I told myself, no, you cannot. Like, I'd rather you do 45 minutes today and, and, and catch up tomorrow because you don't have time today. And I eventually, I think it was an hour and 12 minutes when I realized, oh, sh I really need to stop right now. I love that feeling. Just, just you talking about it took me back to that feeling. So what is that? Because what is that feeling that you would love to invoke into your life more? Invite it's, into that, life? it's that complete immersion in... Mm in whatever you're writing. Yeah. For me, what helps, because it, because I am in the editing phase, well, actually, the same goes for when I'm writing, is when I know I'm, I've almost reached the end of a scene or a chapter, it's very easy for me to say, if, if I'm, if, let's say I'm 50 minutes in and I start a new chapter or a new scene, that's much harder for me um because to 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 go over my hour because then i'm like you know i'll just stop here like i'll be in the middle somewhere mm. but 
when I'm, I'm near the end, that's when I tell myself, okay, you know what? I'm just going to finish this. I'm just going to finish writing this scene or I'm just going to finish editing this scene. And then sometimes you don't know what you're going to run into in the last two sentences. Might need a complete overhaul. And then suddenly you're 20 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps for me um, that I did this morning. It was just, I was, I was en- in, en- sucked in and I was near the end of a scene. So then I'm like, oh, come on. But then when I looked up and looked at the time, I was like, oh, that went a little longer than I was than I was supposed to. So that's when I, w- I was running around. And, and then you thankfully messaged, like, can we meet 10 minutes later? And I was like, yes, it's all working out for me. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was almost my 12 minutes of writing for too long. Yeah. Well, I wanted to do my meditation. See, there you go. Yeah. Well, I still have to do that one. One of my, I, I done one meditation. I still have to do my other one. Yeah. Okay. So you are feeling the, the switch. So how do you feel when you are doing the writing? Um, the, it, when I actually sit down to do it, it's not as hard as I think it's going to be. But I'm too focused on the bigger picture. Do you know, so how far I've got to go, not how mm. far I've come. Yeah, that's that, a that's a mindset shift you need. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because that I, mean, I have that with projects. I have it more with nonfiction projects because with nonfiction projects, I actually set deadlines for myself. Yeah, because I usually these days I do it around a Kickstarter, so there's an actual deadline. <laughs> And I love having my books done before the Kickstarter because I know people who do a Kickstarter before finishing the book. And I'm like, that's too much stress for me because you, you're like, now I, ha- now I, I, I sold, sort of pre-sold X amount of copies. So now I actually have to finish that the book. That just, my whole system goes, yeah, I don't want to finish it anymore. Um, so I want yeah. to have it finished before. So that's actually, I have it with nonfiction that I'm like, oh, it needs to be finished. And I have this much to do. Yeah. But with my, with my fiction, because of my, because of with my fiction, I've been doing the, not just do an hour a day. I, that has become such a habit that I've completely let go of the bigger picture. I really, I'm really able to focus on like, this is what I'm doing today. And that's what I need to do. Yeah, but that took me, uh, that took practice. Like, I think I've been doing this for almost two years now in the morning. Well, I have to look because we, we decided it. I, I decided it during an episode. I think it was April 2022. Maybe it was even 2021. I don't know. So it took me a while. So that's also a process. Right? It, it takes a while to surrender to this is what I want. This is how I want to be doing it. And I don't care what everybody else is thinking about how fast I should be writing or how many words I should be. That was a very, it took, it took for the habit to become solid. And then for me to realize how much I got done that I wasn't getting done before I started this habit that may be able to say, okay, so this habit is working for me. I'm just going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to focus on the end result. I'm just going to show up for myself every day and do this bit because I can do this bit. 
but getting there, like in my mind, like really getting there. So not still having somewhere at the back of my mind, this little tiny voice nagging me saying, I'm not doing enough. That took me a really long time. Mm -hmm. Just to keep your hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that is the problem. That is the problem. Well, it I think completely mindset. You're right. Yeah, which is I used to have a I used to have a, a doctor, a GP, um, who would say uh, I was there was something I was struggling with, and I kept going back to the office and saying it's not fixed, it's not fixed. And and at one point he started saying every time I was there, it's between your ears, it's between your ears. But he never he never did. I never did say it's between your ears, so let's do this instead. It was just it's between your ears, and then I was, you know, let go, right? And I think after a year, I was like, well, then tell me how to fix that instead. But I had to be the one to say, if it's if it's if it's my mind, mm. point me in the right direction because this is really bothering me. Um, but he was never, he was never. Uh, very old-fashioned. I mean, I, I never liked this guy. He saved my mom's life multiple times. So that's sort of his redemption for me, but he always misdiagnosed me for some reason. But that was really the thing. Like, it's like, it's mindset and people are like, I think a lot of older people think, once you know it's, you know, between your ears, then you can let it go or something. That's not how it works. No. It's actually really hard to change. Um, the pathways in your brain. It can be done, right? But it's not as easy as people make a sound. No. But, but talking to you keeps me working at it. Thank you. That's nice to hear. My therapy session. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so lucky to have. <laughs> I can't even say it. It's interesting that you said that you decided during an episode a couple of years ago that that's how you were going to do things and that's how you have done things. Yeah. But to be honest, it's not. Yes, I am incredibly stubborn and dedicated and disciplined. Let's be honest about that. Um, but I think the reason the habit immediately stuck is simply because it is the perfect time for me. And I had never tried writing at that time. So I think I got really lucky at the first try. If it hadn't been working for me, if it had been a struggle to get up earlier, to actually do the work, I don't think it would have worked. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's a combination of I I maybe that was my intuition saying this is going to work for you listen to yourself which made me say oh gonna try that because I never tried that before. So I'm not it's it's not that you know if you want to do something this many times a week at this hour you might have to play around because it might not be the perfect time for you or even the spot in the house where you're writing like i think one of the exercises in in one of my uh 50 weeks of writing journals is 
like shake it up, right? If you're always writing in the same spot and something isn't particularly working, move to the living room, try the kitchen table, go outside, go to the library, go to a cafe, see what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, like, I cannot work, I cannot really write in the living room. Fiction, I can write nonfiction in the living room. I don't know why, it's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. But I think surrendering, like noticing that about yourself, like, oh, it's much harder if I sit here when I do this thing, then instead of me saying, I just want to have this done in the office, clearly that's not working for all my projects. So I can get in my own way and try to stick to that, or I can just say, okay, it's not necessarily good for my physical health because I don't have the setup that I have in my office, right? With the standing desk and the bike and the the laptop stand, um, sitting too long at the living room is, is not really great for my 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 back and my neck. But this is where I get most of my nonfiction writing done. It flows much easier there. I don't know. As I said, I don't know why. But it's about the surrendering. Noticing this is working. Stick to it. And But the thing is, I used to write everywhere. I used to write, if I had some moments at work, I used to write So where so this is the question like so you clearly had either the drive or the brain space or both? I think it was both. So so where did it go? It went on dogs. So when you're at work, your brain is occupied with dogs. No, but um but at times it has felt a bit overwhelming the dogs. Yes, because you pick really troublesome dogs. <laughs> That's you, Lily. I remember you at one point saying on the podcast, you, you were denying this because there was no problems with Lily. And I was like, oh, so you've forgotten how much of a challenge Lily was before she is who she is now. So you become so used to their better behavior right or like all the traumas that they enter that they have with them when they enter your house is that you forget yeah. that you accepted another traumatized dog into your place and had to I, I don't want to say set them straight because that sounds really aggressive and strict but you had to help them overcome the trauma yeah I think it's just yeah time and yeah patience and yeah yeah but you you forget you yeah. forget that she was I'm, not an easy dog when you got her. And, and if I'm thinking about getting another one, I really want to talk to you so that you can remind me. <laughs> the thing is, if it's if it's your life purpose to rescue these dogs, that's fine. But then maybe the writing isn't. No, that's not. That doesn't feel right, though. Oh. But hold on to that feeling. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Okay. But and I also know that your work's been crazy. And, and that is the case. Like when you're in this in when you do these kind of jobs, right? It's yeah. only getting worse and subsidies are being cut everywhere. So that's really not helpful. No. We've got some more staff now. It's just they're just so it should get easier. 
once they once they function within the machine. Yeah, once they know what they're doing for yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, so I would say think about that, like like that energy that you had then, like when you were writing everywhere, like where did that spark go? Yeah. And can you, like, do you even have a notebook with you anymore? I do in the van, actually, like, but I haven't used it. <laughs> so maybe that's another habit that you can just create. Yeah. I'm, I'm also wondering whether you... Well, you, deadlines don't mean a thing to you. I think that's become really clear over the years. <laughs> but there must have been a, some sort of drive. I think co-writing, you don't want to let the other person down. So, so this is Amy's fault. She's too, she was too easy on you. Yeah, I, I think... Well, I think Amy's expectations of me in this stage aren't, she hasn't got any expectations. So it's, she's kind of like, well, if, if, if you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. It's good either way, you know? Whereas before, because we put the first book out, you can't, you've got to get the second and third book out. You've got to complete the trilogy. You can't just put one book out can you well i mean people have done it but i would not recommend it <laughs> it's not the best strategy okay so can amy help with this can she kick you in the arse a bit that's a scary thought and i don't think i'm ready for that sort of pressure actually this is the thing right you need to find the balance like yeah what what amount of pressure is the exact right amount of pressure for you to keep you moving forwards? I think this in the creative world, if 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 this is I think one of the main things we need to figure out for ourselves. Like how much is enough? Like how, how much is too little? How much is too much? And I think yeah. it's different for every individual. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that's a really important one to understand for yourself. Like, and also when you're ready for the pressure, I don't think the the pressure comes in handy at certain times in the creative process, but not at all times. Not for maybe maybe for other people, but for me. There's definitely times where I'm like, I don't, I don't, if I had any pressure right now, that would completely stifle any ideas I had for this thing. Well, you don't want it to be overwhelming. I don't want it to be overwhelming. No, but you also don't want it to be so underwhelming that it doesn't move you forward. True. So, where is that sweet spot? I think. I think I'm getting there. Good. Because you, I feel you are moving. You can ask me next week. Hmm? Ask me next week where we're at. Well, it's a tango, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, but I do think this thing, I think, again, and this is the tricky bit, 
I don't think once you figured it out, you figured it out for the rest of your life for each and every project you're going to work on. I think you need to yeah, tweak it. That'd be too easy. Yes, exactly. And we did not sign up for easy. Well, or did you? I, I don't I know what I signed up for. I'd like to see the contract again. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. It's somewhere hidden somewhere. There's a, a lot of really, really, really fine print. So you better dark up your glasses, pick up your glasses. Um, yeah, no, but, but yeah, because, because to me, it's very much depends also on, on like, is the, like, what part of yourself are you showing in a pro in, in a, in a project? Mm that can make it harder to work on it. So you need more pressure or maybe actually you need less, depending on who you are, you need less pressure because maybe the pressure makes you close up. So this is all like this, this, this fine tuning of the process. I find it incredibly interesting, but I've had a few conversations this past weekend with people who were like, but when does it stop? And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't. And they were quite ready to not kill me, but slap me, I think. Yeah, <laughs> like don't shoot the messenger. I did not. In, I did not invent this universe. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, I'm like, you chose the path. Oh yeah, at one point I actually asked. Okay, so then get off the path, right? Yeah, and then they yeah. were like, but that's a very depressing thought. I said, well, then, then that's your answer. Well, that's what you basically said to me. Oh, yeah, I'm subtle like that. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't feel right. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing. It's it, To me, it feels a bit like when you throw a coin up, right? Like, you don't have to do heads or tails, right? But just throwing the coin up and saying, I'm going to go with heads. If it shows up heads and you're like, oh, then you know you were wishing for tails. So you just do tails. So sometimes you have to tell someone, well, how about you just quit? And then if their whole entire system goes, no, well, there's your answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's another exercise in one of my, um, in I, I don't know which one, probably the first, the what if you would just quit in, in, in 50 weeks of writing? Like what would happen if you just quit? And I, I once had someone email me, email me saying, how dare you ask this question? because <laughs> their whole system just completely locked up when they read that sentence. And I was like, but this is brilliant because now you know the bodily reaction you get to somebody suggesting throwing in the towel. If she had felt relief, that's your answer. But her whole system went into protest and sort of was terrified at the thought. I said, well, there you go. Never stop creating. But I did get an email saying, how dare you? Uh, that was a good moment in my career. Well, thank you for this because you've made me remember the feelings and the emotions of writing, when it all comes together and you're writing and those moments where you lose yourself to it 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, I haven't experienced that in a long time, but you've made me remember them. And that will be motivation. So how are you going to show up for yourself then to get that feeling back? I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing at the minute. But I'm going to do it every day. So when we talk next week, because we're recording next week. Yes, we are. I will have done it. I will have written it every day. So is that because when I say I write every day, I mean Monday to Friday. So what does it mean to you? Oh, no. Weekends are easier for me. So Okay. So for you, every day, because I think that is very important for yourself to be clear on. Every day for you means every day. For me, it means every workday. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the ego will come up and either try to tell you five days is enough if you haven't, if you, if you on beforehand didn't think what a week means to you, right? Every day means to you in a week. Yeah. Ego might either try to get you to be sort of, you know, do less. This is the thing with the ego, right? They could be like, ah, you did five days, work days, it's fine. But then when you don't do the Saturday and the Sunday, your ego might then show up and say, see, you're worthless piece of shit. You didn't write every day. And yeah. that is how it keeps you compliant and small and nowhere near the best version of your creative self. Yeah. It's a very sneaky little thing. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to keep going. You're just going to keep doing what you're doing. That's great. Well, I mean, for me, it's easy because I think I, the only thing I might not be showing up for myself is that I have this book that I'm going to expand. It's I'm going to do a second edition, A Terror for Creatives. And it's on, there's already a pre-launch page on Kickstarter, but I haven't finalized the dates. And that is sort of <laughs> hanging over me <laughs> because currently I'm, I'm doing a lot of admin kind of stuff. Like I've been feeling sort of this burst of energies, all the plans I've been having having over the past three years and all the times I told myself, no, I'm not going to do that. That's scary. I'm doing all the things now. Like literally I'm, I'm setting everything in motion. I have been setting everything in motion since December. So a lot of my time goes there. So I think the only, the only, Am I not am I am I not working on the book because I don't know where to start? Or is me getting all these things out of the way and sorted showing up for my creative self? Because then I'll have this beautiful gap in my calendar later on, which never actually I don't know if that's actually ever happening to me. Um, to actually work on it. So I don't know if I'm not working on it because I simply don't need to yet because the pressure is not there yet. Or whether me doing all these things now, all these things I've wanted to, I'm talking courses and stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to organize three courses this year for the first time ever. All those kind of things. Like, is that showing up for my creative self? And am I just doing it now so that I can then focus on the book? I'm not entirely sure because I'm really good at my ego is also really good at 
getting me to focus at least for a little while on the wrong things. And I think my ego is really clever because the wrong thing, quote unquote, wrong is other work. So I feel immensely productive and I do get a lot of stuff done. But is there enough time for the, the for the book that or like I'm also like um when this so the day after this one comes out, so tomorrow listeners, um my my next Kickstarter goes live, that book isn't entirely finished. So maybe I'm just not working on the other one yet because I first need to finish this one. So maybe I'm actually fine. I don't know. Lou, tell me. But all of that is creative. It is. Yes. I don't think you can. I don't think I'm not. I have not been showing up for my creative self. I'm just thinking the one thing that I'm thinking I'm looking, I'm looking at. And I literally look at it because I put the card spreads that are already done and, and tweaked. So the ones that are in the original book that I've made some changes to, I printed them all and I put them up in the living room. So I'm literally looking at it, but it's not expanding. So that makes me a little bit worried, but that's the only thing I'm a little bit worried about. The rest, I'm just, I think I'm doing really well at the moment. Okay. So do you need to change it? No, not, not yet, because... I had this I had this worry when I was doing tarot for entrepreneurs that I wasn't working on it because I, I I thought I needed much more time to work on it. Yeah. And then eventually the time came and I just started working on it and I had the book finished sooner than I thought I would. And the way I'm gonna expand tarot for creatives is it's going to be more like tarot for entrepreneurs. So okay. same same number of spreads other intentional practices that I'm going to add. So I think, my, I think my brain is also saying, you think you're going to need like six months to finish this, but once you actually sit down with it, it's going to flow so much faster. So maybe there's just nothing to worry about yet. Maybe. Yeah, let's to be continued. We'll see. I've never not finished it before actually starting the Kickstarter. So let's see. Okay. Let's see. Um, so I'll keep an eye on that and I'll keep an eye on you. Okay. It's a deal. Okay. I will talk to you next week and see how you're doing. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter or visit our website at divingintowriting.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you'd like to leave us a review, we'd be ever so grateful. Bye for now.